My boys, I'm so glad to talk to you again. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good. I gotta find some better lighting. <laughs> Welcome to Much More Much Here with Pup Duffy and Kira Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. We are here with Mike and Brandon. We're going to be talking about the film St. Drogo. Is that pronounced right or is it Drago? Correct. You got it right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I really want to dive in because I have some accolades. And then I have some complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. According to the Catholics, St. Drogo was, uh, he was in the 12th century. He was an orphan. He was a traveler. He was a hermit. And so I'm already identifying. But he was also the patron saint of the unseemly or the unsightly, which kind of ties into your film a lot. Um, also, the patron saint of insanity which is kind of, and the patron saint of coffee, which is like obscure, but cool as well. What, what is your guys' take on St. Drogo? Who is he? Or who is it, I guess? Just want to go for it. Sure. I, I think you, you nailed all the points too. I think like um, his, his biggest thing is like, he's all like, he's also the saints of mental illness, like you said, unseen and slightly, but I think also like what ties all these, these together are just like outcasts in general. And I think that's kind of like what the, um, we're kind of hitting on with the movie um, and just kind of like the commentary on, um, on just uh, on gay culture altogether too. Um, reason we went with him is just his, um, what he's the patron saint of kind of fit the allegories that we were going for. Um, added bonus was um, his description of having a, um, some sort of growth or um, or hernia on his side, so we kind of use that to our um, to our advantage too. <laughs> Add a little teeth, and you're good to go. Yeah, Which horrifying. By the way, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. right. He does. Uh, he does apply to the character in the film a lot, and I thought that was really cool. So I love that you took something from religion. Who, no. You know, no shade to the Catholics and no offense or whatever, but the evangelicals, the Christians right now are the ones that are hurting and uh, killing and doing all this heinous stuff. So the fact that you took it from religion, it's like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and you guys wrote this, you directed it, you starred in it. And first of all, uh, my goal, I want to say that I hate Adrian. <laughs> so <much. laughs> so that's incredible acting on your part. And there was just some, like little nods and little things down to the, the having your earbuds in and being in your own world. I mean, it was all very relatable and very cool looking. The only complaint I really, really have is you missed so many opportunities to do a Rocky Yo Adrian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's a good point. <laughs> And oh, I want to I want to point out for listeners, uh, this is not a film for kids, in the slightest. Don't <laughs> no. I had to turn it away uh, for a, a good portion of time there when uh, <laughs> the, the orgiastic activities were going. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> but it's good, and you touched on well, we talked before you you guys and uh, Chris, we talked about the gay culture and dating we're doing air quotes dating because a lot of it is it can be dangerous so that to me that specific part in the movie was very um relevant to that i guess because it's like don't just go off with the first person you kind of meet and are attracted to because you could end up <laughs> you could end up you know having your bowel disemboweled so 
I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. And I wanted to thank you, Brandon, specifically uh, for the free feet picks. You didn't charge me. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy with that. But you're sitting there, and we talked before about uh, Death Rock Gorgeous, which is also very um, pertinent to like what's going on, even though it was a year or so ago. You went from that, which was about drag queens and murderous drag queens, spoiler alert, and you <laughs> come into this and you sit down and you say, okay, how can we put this message out, but in the most twisted way possible? Take me through. <laughs> oh man, where to begin? Um I think that uh, it kind of all, St. Joe kind of all started with wanting to explore the setting of Provincetown in the off season. So it's sort of a, a gay resort town on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And it's like really bustling, really uh, expensive. And it's sort of become this like uh, elite town. However, in the winter, uh, when I was visiting, it was like uh, almost like a complete opposite. It was like a ghost town. I think like the population decreases significantly from summer to winter. So I really liked that setting. Uh, and I thought it was just like a perfect backdrop, but I didn't quite have the story yet. And then so Brandon came up with an outline um, that was like really awesome. Uh, he's a huge fan of folk horror. And uh, we just kind of built off of it and went from there. Uh, and we started writing this like in the pandemic, uh, all three of us like lived together. Um, Ryan's joined us. Hi Ryan. Um, and, um, yeah, we just started writing it from home and, uh, cause we had all the time in the world. Um, and I, what else am I missing? I'm missing some stuff, Brandon. That's a lot of it. All right, cool. Yeah. So that yeah. is mostly the, the origins of it. Um, and yeah, I think we just wanted to do something different from Death Drop. Death Drop was like our baby and we're, we're really proud of like where it's gotten for such a micro budget film. And then um, we wanted to challenge ourselves and make something kind of like uh, unnerving and a little upsetting and bring people down to our level. <laughs> um, so, yeah. For people that haven't seen it, Death Drop is it's fun. It's <laughs> horrifying it, it's it's just it's not camp i wouldn't go that far to it but it's a bloody romp so if you haven't seen it guys that are listening go and see it you can i've seen it on amazon for crying out loud it's, <laughs> it, this is like a dark, and you guys you and brandon you play a couple and i thought it was i thought it was sweet that you portrayed even in the midst of like a, a, a hellish cult-like situation you also you're showing that kind of that breakdown in communications and that breakdown in the relationship, even before everything starts to happen. And I thought it's like, yes, because we don't want to go into a horror film and the first five minutes, somebody's getting, you know, stabbed or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it was just, was nice. Like, I don't know how to say it's like uh, easing into it. And it is, it's, it's a slower burn. I don't want to say it's a slow burn to me as a viewer, but it was nice to, establish i'm like touching my to establish (laughs) that relationship and what's actually going on and going wrong before you even get into what's wrong and p-town somewhere i've always wanted to go and i have to say i am about 40 percent less interested in going (laughs) (laughs) because right it does sound like a really cool really fun time really uh, obviously inclusive place to go 
kind of like the the East Coast Palm Springs feeling, maybe. Yeah. But now, not so sure that I want to visit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I recommend if you are going to visit um, in the in the off season's the best. I know, like not not winter off season, but like if you can hit it in the fall, um, the, the the National Shoreline is gorgeous. Um, when it's less crazy, less like. I guess circuity is where you could use now. Um, less people there. It's um, it is it is a gorgeous place. It's um, it's really cool. There's some really fun historic stuff to see there too. Um, it's just kind of morphed into something that um, I guess it's been the, the movie's kind of like a vehicle in a for in a microcosm of like all queer spaces that are this is kind of happening to like nationwide, like not just P Town, but like any kind of prominent artsy queer space is just like just invaded by um wealthy people and airbnb kind of took over and then bought everything out and all the indigenous artists that were there that made the place give it its soul and its life are just kind of like we're forcibly moved out because they can't afford it anymore so now it's just everything is just homogenized and everyone's there doing the same things people show their show up there on thursday get fucked up on as many drugs as possible they leave on sunday you can do that in any city you can even do that in the comfort of your own home if you want to so i'm not sure what the point of like going to these cities is and just missing out on all the beautiful things that are p-town but um yeah it's come where we're at <laughs> isn't that insane it's like there would be these beautiful charming little you know seaside little downtown areas of your you know your city and they're just you go there because they're unique and you go there because this you know this old couple's had this shop for 50 years and so freaking you know i'm in florida and that we could go off on a whole i hate florida's (laughs) conversation but (laughs) they raise the rents in like these areas so much to where it'll sit empty yeah. So it's just an eyesore now. And it's like, you could have just let, you just could have, you could have worked with people. A little. And this isn't a newer thing too. I moved to Providence in 2003. I started going to Provincetown with um, like my exes, like early thousands. And I, I missed when it was like really cool. It was still really cool back then and very affordable too. Um, I remember, I remember one year is probably like maybe like 10 years now there was this little uh there's a coffee shop connected to this other little clothing store and um every time we'd go there off season he'd put all his stuff on like clearance for like half off and then the last time i went in there and i've known this guy for years he he knows me from every year going in and like buying some stuff and then um the place was like really uh half off like the displays everything was getting taken apart things were 75 percent off and I was like, dude, are you leaving? And he kind of was like, yeah, he's, this guy's like older than me. He's been there forever. Um, he just said once Airbnb got in there, um, all the rich people started buying up all the properties and then maximizing it to the point where you can't af- people can't afford to be, be there anymore. And this guy's been there for like since the early 90s and 80s. And it just sucks to like see that happen. It's like it's people like him and like, the, you know, the surrounding business, like you said, the mom and pop places that gave it a fingerprint. And now it just can be like any resort town USA is kind of the direction that it's heading. Um, I mean, there's still things that are cool about it that are distinct about it, but I kind of see that kind of going by the wayside. Um, it's kind of kind of sad. It is sad. And it it's like it's an insult to us as consumers. So that's that's why we why we came here in the first place. And Ryan, welcome. I wanted to ask you how to uh, get involved in this craziness that is St. Drogo. <laughs> well, I guess it started a long time before St. Drogo, uh, back with with the death drop. So Brendan and I have been together for what, like 12 years now. And um <laughs> he so I was there at the beginning of like sort of the inception inception of the idea of Death Drop Gorgeous. Uh and I sort of just like went along for the ride. Um I helped out a lot with like production and sound and stuff like that. And then editing after we were done with it um and then with saint drogo i've uh basically i did the editing i did also we all helped out with so much on production because it's just a small crew and everybody kind of does a bit of everything 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Death Rock Gorgeous was so fun to make. Uh, and so I got even more interested with the process after that and um, have just, I've, I've kind of like taken to, I guess, more of the technical side of things. Um, so I think like Mike and, and Brandon, not that they're not good at technical stuff, but they're like creative people. So like they're mostly like they're coming up with the stories and and writing and stuff like that, which is like less my forte. Um, I do more like watch YouTube videos on how to, you know, film things or light things or how to do editing and effects and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of been like, I think my primary role in, in all of it. He, he edited the entire movie. That was all him. That's see, don't underestimate how important what you did is because uh, Mike and I were talking a minute ago when we, before we started about Kira and she's creative and you. <laughs> <laughs> the but best of both worlds. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a stupid person, but there's things that make me feel like I'm a stupid person. And all of that <laughs> stuff that you just said it is. I mean, I still feel like a stupid person sometimes, even though I'm trying to like figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, software updates and technology changes and there's constantly new things that you need to figure out how to do. And one day I would love to like, be able to dive into like after effects and learn more about like doing that sort of thing, which I don't really know anything about at this point. So it's like, I, we get by with like hacks and tricks and tips and however we can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, there's endless stuff out there to, to learn, you know, we just need more time. <laughs> All of us need more time. Um, is It's a lot of practical effects. And yeah, I yeah. Especially, um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but as we were talking earlier, Brandon, about the the hernia and the teeth and just, I mean, okay, you got your gut, <laughs> ripped, <laughs> right? You got your smashed to hell. And by the way, that's one of my, like, if I whack my shin or if I whack my ankle bone, <laughs> dead. <laughs> so I was cringing so hard, but also, <laughs> also like amazed at the effects have like an effects master that did all that or was that you guys that was a joe, uh, joe castro so he, he's been doing it a long time he's been uh, doing special effects since the 80s but yeah he, he he nailed it he lives in la and um has done yeah been working on movies for decades and he uh brandon contacted him one day um because he's all he'd known about him for a long time and respected a lot of his work and so we just said hey like do you want to come out and uh help us with this film and he did. He was interested. And so we flew out there, got some stuff made. And then eventually he flew out here for like three days with his partner and just banged it all out. <laughs> we, we contacted Victoria to do special effects again, but she was being really shifty. But it turns out she was secretly filming the new the Dragula she was on again, the uh, All-Stars one. So she oh, told no. us afterwards because she wasn't allowed to say anything. But um, we, we I definitely work with either one of them again. Uh, Victoria is amazing. Um, Scott C. Miller helped out with both films, too. And he's 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 nearby. He's he's great, too. But all, all three of them, Joe Cash, that whole crew are, are fantastic special effects artists. If anyone's looking for, uh, for practical effects. Absolutely. OK. And you just uh, let me know that there's a new uh, season of Dragula coming. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all stars when they just came out. It's it's uh, it's fun. Um, it's something. Everyone's great. All, all like great artists are back. The uh, yeah, you, you'll see. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Well, Mike, we have not forgot about you. While we're talking, <laughs> are you guys watching All Stars Nine or Eight? What are we on? Oh, eight. eight? I don't even know what number we're on. It's a, all Stars <laughs> Eight. I, I've watched. I'm just like 
I just wish they would like give us a breather. I don't know. It's all starting to blend together. Um, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I, no. I fucking love Jimbo. I wish Heidi stayed too, but uh, James Mansfield and Jimbo and Heidi were kind of my, my top three. I love Jessica Wilde too. That's like a good crew right there. <laughs> Let me tell you how pissed I was that Jessica went home. <laughs> Let me tell you. Absolutely no offense to Candy Muse at all. She wears <laughs> body suits. Show me an extra. Now I'm like, I'm team Jimbo. Absolutely. At first I was, who is this weirdo? And then I <laughs> came to, came to love her. She's just, she's so creative and she's so like out of the box. Yeah. I love her. No, I yeah. do like Jimbo too. I feel like, like what you're kind of alluding to, uh, I just feel like the more the seasons go on, the more uh, like production's hand in like what's going on or how things end up or who gets eliminated becomes like a little more obvious to me, like something as simple as like, you know, all stars, they always are like, this is the best of the best. So we're going to like critique fine details, but then like certain people, they don't critique fine details for, and they clearly have their favorites that they want to allow to get towards the end that they don't hold to a same standard, but then someone will have like threads off of a dress and they'll be in the bottom. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's become a little like uh, the production, like, I don't know, they're, they're, tinkering things is sort of um more obvious and it's a little less entertaining for me i guess absolutely and you're right some people are you know really good tv and candy is good tv but also there's been a couple times when i've gone full-on Alyssa edwards and been rigor more (laughs) because (laughs) i don't know let's be honest in a real competition a real one that's not televised you know where the people are voting forget about it yeah. Speaking of queens, how's Kitty Litter doing? <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know, she's she's still she's still good. I think. Yeah. I think she's still alive. <laughs> we take it one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people listening, you guys are not just incredible filmmakers and creatives. You also you give a lot back to your community through your day jobs, but through your you know your careers. So I wanted to just like check in. And, and praise you guys a little bit because I know you do a lot for uh, the queer community and I wanted to say like health services how is that going is that still your life's passion aside from the films which we love as well so yeah so Chris was doing the um the AIDS the, um AIDS care ocean state and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. I um I work in uh, an art nonprofit based in Providence called AS220 um and it's a really cool organization that uh, provides affordable and or free access to like tools and resources for art making. They have a youth program that um, elevates like low to moderate income uh, youth. And that's really awesome. They have like performance spaces. So it's, it's a kind of this all encompassing art pro uh, art nonprofit downtown. And that's been really good. I got out of, um, I was working in mental health, which is obviously like a very important job but unfortunately like is very emotionally and mentally taxing. And after doing it for like kind of a decade, I kind of had a little bit of a, a break and I just couldn't do it anymore. So I had to kind of move away from it. Uh, also, unfortunately this country doesn't value those workers very much. And so the pay isn't great. And like you come home crying <laughs> every day. Um, so uh, we're still like pretty passionate about that. When, when we can, we do like some death drop screenings. We also, if it's like, for charity we try to think of like charities that are really helping the queer community 
Uh, we did one for Death Drop and we did uh, Rain uh, Rainbow Railroad, which helps queer people in countries that persecute uh, them uh, flee the country, uh, their country. So, uh, yeah, so we all we, we, we still got our hands in uh, the community and stuff around here and whatnot. We, we try to push like as many local like artists as possible too. we just have a lot of cool stuff happening here. So we try to do our best to like help where we can promote where we can. Um, even nationwide, we've met so many awesome, like other like queer horror filmmakers and um, just trying to like do the best we can to like get them out there too. Absolutely. And can people, can people support your organization, Mike? Yeah. Uh, if you go to as220.org, they have a donate button. If you, um yeah if you want to throw some money uh, and support the arts in providence um unfortunately there's been like a great deal of political change in rhode island and providence and uh the current mayor of providence seems to not really care about providence uh and seems to have his own sort of uh i don't know uh like I don't know. He's just, he, he doesn't really care about the arts in Providence nor like small businesses. And so we're actually surprisingly not, we're not like going to close or anything by any means, but it, it's just really unfortunate because Providence is like the creative capital and there's so many cool small businesses and local artists that need support. And it just seems like our mayor is kind of turning uh, his back to the community. Frederick and St. Drogo. Yeah, he would be Frederick and St. Drogo. <laughs> Well, you know what that means, though? That means that he's been bought off. He's been mm, yeah. No, 100%. It's unfortunate, too, because he's gay, which obviously, as we know, doesn't mean anything. That's just politics. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, like Brandon said, he's Frederick. Like, he... It, yeah. well, we, all, we know that class distinguishes people in much more important ways than most of our other features. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's separated from us by class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that... I, I say this all the time. It doesn't matter uh, what your orientation is. You can still be a shithead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. yeah. That's like monster makeup's like mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to go off topic, but like freaking Kevin Spacey, he gets accused of, um, you know, sexual assault or, and his first thing is I'm gay. I'm gay. You know, don't, don't yeah. prosecute me because I'm gay. It's like, <laughs> what? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a weird yeah. shield we think we can like put on for some reason that like absolves us of terrible things but it does not yeah well, but it, it's not um it's not just like tied to that it's also like the youth pastor you know or the yeah. soccer it's like no 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 just admit that you're a shitty human being you did yeah. something wrong i don't care about anything else yeah 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 what kills me is what Mike said, even just the mayor and like politics, my governor's out campaigning to be the president of the United States. And I'm like, you made this state into a shithole and you yeah. want to do the country? No, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't want him back, but I'd rather have him back than be any. <laughs> That's mm. insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catapulted to like the most important seat. Seat. <laughs> Right. We talk about mental health. We need to have some, uh, you know, mental acuity tests. We need to have some anger management. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the message we're, we're trying to say is uh, vote and vote, you know, <laughs> vote with your heart and, uh, you know, vote smartly. So. Yep. Yeah. 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 For sure. 
And people just got to stop falling for the culture war stuff. It's just, it's so insane. <laughs> Where we're at right now is just it's so mind boggling to me. It's just craziness. <laughs> it's insane. Is a lot of people, it doesn't have to be this or that. I think that's, mm-hmm, a, yeah. it can be this, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's too much sports team mentality is just how I always think of it, that it's like people arbitrarily rooting for one side, no matter what the other side says, they're right, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, we can criticize everyone equally, you know, whether you're this or that or gay or straight or whatever. It's like, let's just like take people individually on their merits and stop creating these like weird sides where we all like hate each other for stupid reasons. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Well, what you just described is basically war. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) probably be there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, almost every day, actually less now that I'm not on Twitter as much. (laughs) Yeah. Every day I'm like, this has to be it. This has to be enough of this. With these people, Marjorie Trader Green, you know, people like that. This has to be it, right? This has to be the point where people go, whoa, I'm not supporting that anymore. And it seems like. There's still some hateful ass people out there. And yeah. it's just when is it gonna be enough? You know? Yeah. And how yeah. bored how bored are people to even like focus on this stuff? Like I don't I don't care what other people are doing. As long as you're not hurting like animals or other people, like I don't care. I don't know how people wake up and it's like giving a shit what other races are doing, whether like queer people are doing, like get a life, like find some hobbies. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. go bird watching, literally anything. Yeah. Watch some movies, go to some film festivals, go check out St. Drogo, you know, uh, <laughs> go, go to P-Town off season and maybe get murdered. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> agreed. <laughs> uh, California, go to the Trixie Motel, you know, go do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a hobby. Come on. <laughs> what is up next for you guys? That's a good question. So we have a, um, we wrote a third script during quarantine right, right along the same time as St. Drogo called Queen of the Rats. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be uh, somewhere tonally between Death Drop and um, San Drogo, so it won't be as bleak. Well, um, it'll be funny. It'll still be pretty pretty gruesome, but um, fun. Um, I would say it's somewhere near like uh, the Green Room meets Little Shop of Horrors meets um, Sopranos. <laughs> Takes place in Providence, so that'll be a fun one. Um, we have a couple ideas for some. I don't want to call them shorter films, a little bit like easier films to kind of pull off in the, in the, in the interim between Drogo and we start filming Queen of the Rats, we might try to pull off too. Um, and I've been, I've been writing some books and uh, I know Mike has been working on some, some other screenplays too. So kind of just um, keeping ourselves busy in the meantime. That's crazy. I mean, you just mentioned like three films, two books. <laughs> That's insane. But you know what? That's what happens when you're not on social media, you know, bitching about things. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> Sounds incredible. Kind of like Evil Deadish, maybe. Maybe a little bit. There's like a levity to some of it, but there's also like a nihilism, um, (laughs) which seems to be like a little bit of a running theme for us. Um, (laughs) And so there's like some lighter moments, uh, and that's I guess why like Brandon kind of said it would be somewhere in between the two because Death Drop and Saint Drogo. Because I wouldn't say it's as like much of a romp as death drop um but there's still aspects of it that are very similar but then at the same time there's still a heavy critique uh like there is in saint drogo nice yeah right. he mentioned the sopranos does, does that mean that tony two fingers is back 
We did kind of joke that he was like probably in the same universe. Maybe some of the other mafia know of him, um, or at least, or at least know where his fingers are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you guys, so much. It's been amazing. Mike, can people follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, I'm unfortunately still on Twitter because uh, it's uh, unfortunately I've gotten into the habit of like it being where I go to get like news dumped, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, yeah, I try to follow things that aren't stupid. Um, but I am on Twitter, uh, Mike underscore J underscore Hearn. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram, uh, Mikey underscore Joey. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. Um, I'm still on all the, all the fun apps too. Um, uh, Brandon underscore Paris P E R R A S on, on Twitter um blood believe on instagram um and all, all of our, our movie stuff's on there too the same drug and a death drop twitter uh monster makeup twitter instagram uh yeah but i'm on blue sky and threads i'm on all, all of them now i can't even keep up <laughs> this goes back to like when we were talking about like being old and like not having the time <laughs> to figure things out like i downloaded threads and i was like it's honestly not hard but i was just like this is too much i can't handle it um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You've been saturated with social media. And Ryan? Uh, so for, for better or worse, <laughs> I'm not really on social media. At least I don't use it much. Um, I do check. I mean, I, I'll check stuff in like our accounts, like the St. Drogo and Monster Makeup and stuff like that um, to see if anybody's, you know, talking about us. But like, I don't have any personal accounts that are worth following. Uh, so I kind of leave uh offload that to these two they're better at it and also <laughs> it's probably just mean of me uh but um yeah <laughs> so much better for your mental health like i wish i just like read news normally and haven't yet yeah, twitter just became like this weird extension of like where i got information from and like it's a really it, it, it's kind of unfortunate because i feel like um when we released death drop it was during the pandemic and so uh so many festivals went virtual and so many festivals had at that time, like a really big Twitter presence. And so mm. we got to see people reacting to the movie in real time. And it was yeah. exciting. We could engage with them. We could comment. We could, you know what I mean? And it, it was, it was a spot in which like we got like word of mouth uh, out of death, uh, death drop gorgeous. And so I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping that another platform allows us to interact with people like around the world about our movie and, and share reviews and also share other people's work. And uh, I'm hoping that, yeah, like, I don't know, it, maybe, I don't know, maybe Musk will be assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, anyways. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm not wishing for it, but. No, it's just something, like, like, something that could happen. <laughs> it would be crazy to have like a news source that was unbiased and wasn't being paid off, you know, just. Yeah. just without the uh effort, i suppose or with yeah that. i feel like the closest thing we have and it's not even like perfect is the bbc like there's but like legally like they're supposed to be that whether they are or not is i don't know but it's better than like anything we have in america i think it's also like the, the thing with social media like the reason why it becomes such a good news source is because and bad news source is because like if you, if you follow BBC, like they'll have a limited number of topics that are sort of like of 
more general interest, I guess, to a lot of people. But it's like if you have very like niche sort of like interest to in certain types of like, you know, uh, subcultures or like whatever it might be. And you want to follow the goings on in like this group or that group or whatever. It's like it's you kind of need to be picking that up from a variety of sources and from like people that are part of that network that know about this stuff that are posting it. So that thing is why it's like people hop on those feeds and are like, oh, yeah, here's all these stories I want to click on. Whereas, you know, yes, you can go to the BBC website, but then you might only click on like two or three things and then you're done for the day, you know. People don't realize that the algorithm will get you, like you're saying. Yeah. 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 One negative thing and, you know, you're going to get that same shit. And it's yep. it's this joyful feeling when someone else realizes what you already know about like social media or bias. Yeah. <laughs> just now, just now getting to it. They came out and they were like, you told me this. And I just saw on the news this. And I was like, okay. And then later they came back and they're like, I just saw another news report. And I'm like, this is what I've been telling you. <laughs> <laughs> if they have their agenda that they want to, you know, uh, propel into, to make yeah. people, believe, of course, that's what they're going to talk about. I forget what happened. There was something like catastrophic that happened. <laughs> remember what it was. But like the normal, the normal news sources were like, this happened. And then freaking, uh, what's his name? Ben Shapiro and the other oh. was talking about um, a, trans, a trans woman that showed her boobs at the White House. And I'm like, yeah, but this, <laughs> yeah, this is really bad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Places just pick and choose what they want to report on. So, because if like Melania Trump whipped out her boobs at the White House, they wouldn't give a shit. They'd be like, "Yeah, but like, it's you know what I mean." Like, what a woman! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, those fake titties out of my. Well, what do you think hers are? They're fake, <laughs> right? <laughs> For serious contemplation, go watch Saint Droga when it comes out. <laughs> Head out to film festivals. Follow these guys online. Follow the uh, movie makeup on online. Just get your information. Get your news from reputable sources. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to threads because there's already 100 million people on there. We like it how it is. We want to keep it nice. But <laughs> you guys are amazing. Mike, you're amazing. Come back and talk to me soon, okay? Yeah, 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 you're amazing. We, I love I love your social media presence too. You're just you know you're always posting good stuff. You're an awesome person, and you've always been you've been an awesome support for us too. So we thank you for for having us. Well, you know I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too. Bye, guys. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.
was the poison pulling me She knows all about the drug I plagiarize all my apologies And they still want enough I know, I know, I know that I should let her go But I don't, I don't, I don't seem to be in control I'm killing her